0: Welcome to the podcast!
1: Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table.
0: He's John Branion and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years.
1: She's Amanda McKinney and she's been my daughter for her whole life.
0: Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family.
1: So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what, Carl? Go ahead, guess.
0: <laughs> well, wait.
1: <laughs> Did you say the podcast ninja is on this episode? You're right. Oh,
2: I was going to guess that.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> Well. Uh, for those of you who, uh, if this is your first time, Carl, um, first of all, you're Carl because you're the only one in the room besides us, mm-hmm. and uh, secondarily, if uh, if this is the first time you've been in the room, the Podcast Ninja is my son-in-law, Luke Amanda's husband, and he's got a reputation for coming through, saying things during the podcast, and then disappearing like a shadow, like yeah. the wind
0: into the night,
1: like a secret. Good
0: job. But he's, he's wearing headphones tonight, so I think we caught him.
1: Yeah, he's not going to be able to vanish as quickly now because he's got headphones. But the reason Captured that him. he's here is because he had a special request request from your wife, right? Like Mandy said, you're going to be on this podcast because I got stuff that we need to sort out. She she did say that, and that was literally it. So I'm not <laughs> sure what the theme <laughs> is.
0: This or? is counseling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm bringing you before the church now. <laughs>
2: I feel like there's a bias but to okay air my
0: grievances.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, so we, we do have several things to discuss. The last time that Manny and I got together, we basically just sort of dumped half of the things that were rattling around in our brain. I have a feeling that this time is going to be more dumpage.
0: Well, that's the problem. More like, and it's, I'm getting tired of trying to catch everybody up on all these thoughts and that includes Luke because like we'll record a podcast And tell Carl everything, but he doesn't, he's not Carl. He doesn't listen to our podcast. (laughs) No, he doesn't.
1: He doesn't. He shouldn't have to. He can can be here in the conversation. Yeah,
0: he can hear me say all of the things we said last week again later on that night after the kids are in bed. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm tired of myself talking. I just, it'd be nice if I could just talk to Carl and Luke at the same time. So,
2: uh, wait, so this, (laughs) so because I don't listen now, I have to be a part of it?
0: Well, just tonight.
2: (laughs) A, we'll you don't listen to the podcast, so now you have to participate that is in it. Strategic. And
1: we'll clever, see how this and goes. You props. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah, we'll see like how it goes. Like it
0: if you realize that hey, it's nice that I can just hear all of these rambling thoughts at this at this time, and then I don't have to listen to them later. You I w- like it.
1: I was thinking about this on the way over here tonight, and that is, and it is that since now we're broadcasting primarily on the uh, FLF network, and a lot of our our people out there are uh, are carls who are pretty much in the know about culture
0: oh they're very they are very used they're to very fighting culturally and savvy. laughing and feasting
1: right but are they are, but they're culturally savvy right i mean some yeah. of the things that we were saying before we came to the flf network were scandalous and yeah. new and off the wall yeah, and i, I feel like know. we're talking to people now who are like yeah yeah of course of course like, we this all is think yesterday's
0: this. news yeah. do you remember when we first were talking to gabe about being on the network you weren't even part of the first conversation i actually talked to him first mm-hmm. and he was trying to book you for one of the um conferences to mm-hmm. start with mm-hmm. and then um he was like and you know we've got this network that we're trying to get started and you know we've already got some- and you said
1: oh i know all about your network
0: well i didn't know about their podcast network yet i knew that they were doing cross-politic but i didn't know that they were trying to bring other people in and he was the one this is why i'm telling the story because i think carl will appreciate that gabe was the one who said to me now just so you know being affiliated with us might bring some controversy. <laughs> he said the
1: same thing to me. No. He said and the same like, thing to me on the
0: phone. Oh, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> I was like, and I literally told him, I was like, it's been like a year or two, but um, yeah. we had every nurse in the country really, really angry at us. Yep. And
1: it felt like every nurse in the yeah, country. And, there was a few that probably didn't well, know about it. Well, except for the it. podcast ninja. Yeah. The he podcast ninja was a nurse at the time.
2: so <laughs> That event even shook me like that is a lot of hate <laughs> this are from, we from you know, these caregivers? Are we doing something wrong here?
0: You ha- you weren't haven't even been involved in the last week or two ever since Dad started saying that maybe we shouldn't have sexually explicit material <laughs> in school libraries. I've I've caught pieces. If you think the nurses are Is upset, that what we're going to talk about if You think the nurses are upset? The teachers are pretty miffed too.
1: Oh my gosh! I have the, the authors are mad at me too. The authors are showing up out of the woodwork too. I'm not sure what group got. Uh, taken by the post but yeah I, I
2: well one of them is a comic book author so I don't I would not
0: <laughs>
1: take that he doesn't from. count he doesn't count <laughs> You're not an author if you draw. Got to draw pictures.
0: How many words do you need to have in your book to really count as an author?
1: What's the picture to word what, yes, ratio? Say,
0: what's the pen stroke or the uh, paintbrush stroke to text ratio to,
1: to qualify as an actual author?
0: Right, as a, as opposed to a colorer. Well, I just said.
1: I said, that, uh, you can't trust people who think that children should have access to every book ever pub- ever written, ever created, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I immediately got, there's two kinds of people that push back, and they don't seem to notice each other in the comment section. You know, they're, they're both so busy fighting with me about something that I didn't say <laughs> that they don't notice each other. And the first group of people are the ones who say, Oh, there are no people that are saying that, there, that we should give children access to every book. This is a straw, man. You are being disingenuous. Right. You, are, you are making up a, a group, mythical group of people that just don't exist. There are zero people right. who think children should have access to every book. And then, in the same comment section, there are people who are like, you fascist who wants to ban books and (laughs) keep children from being educated.
0: You've got David Hansen, playwright. That's his full name. (laughs) His full name on Facebook has his title. And Uh he said, quote, look, removing books from school libraries is banning books. Just own it.
1: Yeah, just own it, John. (laughs) And I would, uh, the reason I put that is because there is a progressive Christian uh, nitwit that I follow on Facebook, and he is constantly posting funny little cartoons, making fun of us who are wanting to ban books you know and it's pictures of guys there's a picture of a guy opening a trench coat and inside his trench coat he's got arithmetic history science books and he goes
0: hey kids you want a
1: book like that's what we're banning we're banning science and math and history and yeah
0: we are coming for their science their particular science and well, their particular history, books, too. Because, yeah. yeah, because the things that they're peddling in that trench coat are just trash. It's right. not true stuff, but...
1: Well, I tried to put a little finer point on it then the next day when I said, anybody who is interested in making sure that your kids know about sex is a predator. Mm-hmm. And it was the same two people pushing back at me, the same two mindsets who are like, nobody is trying to teach your kids porn. You know, no one, no one's trying to keep, teach your kids sex. And then there's the people who are like, well, somebody has to teach kids about sex then, or then else they're have... going to become victims of predators. Right. And, and then you have thing.
0: Lynn... <laughs> like, wait a second. Then you have, on the other hand, Lynn S. Blake, who says, quote, sorry you think sex is something bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. You literally just said, anyone who's trying to teach your child uh-huh. about sex, who's obviously implied being not you, anybody other than you who's right. trying to do that, is a predator. And this person responds, Sorry, Sorry. you You think think sex sex is is bad, bad, which would be the perfect opening line for an adult to say (laughs) to a child. Oh, I'm sorry your parents taught you sex was bad, little (laughs) one. Come with me. Come with
1: me and I will show you you. how wonderful it is. Your parents are stupid. They know nothing. (laughs) You can trust me.
0: That was the guy. That's why I appreciated one guy. There are hundreds of comments. We could never possibly. Scratch they're still the coming sentence.
1: in. It, it was last week, and they're yes. still rolling in.
0: But this one guy was like, he gave this long rambling analogy, and kudos <laughs> to him for actually trying. But he was like, "It's like this. What if somebody? Spending. What if you're a child, and somebody the that what? you trust very much offers to punch, punch you, in, you the in the face?" face. <laughs> and then he goes, "Would you say yes? Of course not. Punching in the face is is being punched in the face is awful. But then, what if?" What if what over if trusted time adult, the trusted adult like wears you down and says if you don't let them punch you in the face then they're gonna like they're harm gonna tell you people yeah, that, you have to yeah, keep it a secret he, that you're tr- being punched tr- in for the
1: some face. reason he just didn't want to yeah he, he was saying punched in the face instead of <laughs> sexually assaulted it's like yeah your illustration it's not necessary no, to
0: your illustration is bad for the for one very very important and obvious reason it's the secularists who are like oh, sex is great and you are regressive because you won't let people enjoy it. Like right. you're the one trying to take this away from you're us. You're the one
1: trying to tell kids that they shouldn't have sex. And right. it's like, no, I'm just trying to keep you from telling them. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the thing I'm trying right. to bring up. Well,
0: and, it's, and obviously we've known for a long time that people, especially those who have been dependent on the government their whole lives, they have a very hard time imagining any way that a person would learn a thing apart from government education like because you said you know somebody else shouldn't be trying to teach your kids and they're like well that's because you don't want people to be educated you want right. them to be ignorant and it's like yeah if only people exactly could read right. books to their own kids like if only there were a way if,
1: if there was only some way that parents could educate their children if only there
0: wasn't this huge barrier this language problem where parents and children couldn't talk and did not have resources that they could use in their own homes where they discuss these matters in safer terms than hiring government employees to do the job and telling ourselves that because they have such and such college degree, they are much, much more likely to be safe people than the people who gave birth to and have subsequently been taking care of these children.
1: The the thing that was so striking to me was just how the predators kept outing themselves over and over and over again. And then it's like, I, we said it, If you're there's just no reason to be interested in teaching my kid about sex unless you're a pervert. I mean, there's just, I don't see any way around it. And then they would come in, what about teachers in the school and health class? And I'm like, right, if they are intensely interested in teaching that section in health class, right. I'm suspicious oh, of them. Oh, but
0: what about... Pastors,
1: John. What about, you know, that the clergy is, they're the ones who always molest children. It's always the church people. And see, and and what they didn't realize is that they are, that they're talking over themselves. They're refuting their own arguments when they say that. It's like, right, I was the one who was saying that you need to be wary of anybody, anybody who's trying to teach, teach your kids about sex. Well, what about the clergy? Anybody right. who is trying to teach your kids about sex, yeah, but the church people. Anybody who they thought is it trying was a
0: gotcha because they yeah. live in a world where they do they contradict themselves all the time, where they never really finish an argument or take well, they it thought I two. was going
1: to backpedal, right? right? They thought I was going to go, oh no, no, not the clergy. You can always trust the clergy, right? You can always trust those that's people. That's because
0: that's the reality they live in. They never really follow through with their logical argument because they have this patchwork quilt of beliefs. We talk about that all the time. And
2: they have their standard list of gotcha questions. Right. And then that's it.
0: Right. So they don't actually flesh out, um, what's the name of the theology, systematic theology, when you're actually like connecting dots and trying to figure out how one doctrine leads to or supports another and how they work together. They have none of that in humanism. It's literally all of these disjointed and discombobulated thoughts that that they are very passionate about but none of them link and so yeah you can have somebody show up and be like you're crazy you're crazy for thinking there's actually sex- sexually explicit material in in schools there's and I no quoted, porn in libraries i quoted one that was found in a middle school library it's vulgar i won't repeat it here but i typed it multiple times Thank you posted it on the page just to prove that i'm not a prude who's a, who's ashamed to say the word i just think that you should be confronted with what you think is okay for children and i quoted most, okay, so three different times I quoted that book and the person deleted their comment. Right. They wouldn't even leave it up, <laughs> right? But,
1: but but it's not porn. It's not bad.
0: One time yeah. I asked this guy the same question. I'm like, he's probably going to delete this. I said, would you hand that book to a minor? And he said, yes, it's, it's meant for teens.
1: Right. And... Right, right, right.
0: It's really a great book about how a a teenager talks another friend out of suicide. So it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the fact that we're here. Yeah. The fact that we're here where you're actually admitting (laughs) that minor doesn't mean anything to you as long as they're teens. Like in his mind, a teen is different from a child Mm -hmm. and that, that gives him the green light. He can now go and hand them this disgusting filth, this like nasty slang ridden, you know, it's all about just grow all of the worst terms for all of the worst and most private bits and it's right there on this page. And he wants to to make the argument that because somewhere in the book he talks his friend out of suicide that that is a child appropriate bit of literature. Mm-hmm. And he said yes. He did, literally yes, period. Should you should you hand this to a minor? Yes, period. It's meant for teens. It's meant for teens. So
1: teens are still minors um, until they're 18. Well, I I wanted to ask Luke about this because Luke is my comedy uh, partner. Uh One of of my favorite things that they were talking about, and this came up several times in the various rants, is how the Bible itself is Is full of porn. (laughs) And I thought... <clears throat> All right, let's explore <laughs> this. And with one of the guys, I just went ahead and, and floated it out. I just tried it. I said... You know what this reminds me of? What?
2: It reminds me of the comic who ended his set by reading the lyrics to Baby, It's Cold Outside, and then the other number one song, which was WAP. And he contrasted the, the controversy was about Baby, It's Cold Outside. Right. So let me just read this, and then read this. Yeah. And I feel like if you read Song of Solomon... Yes. Compared with this book that you're describing. Yeah. It would oh, be, there's multiples, there would, but yeah. 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 no comparison.
0: Right. And yeah. he did quote Song of Solomon. That was what was funny about this one guy he posted like it. an entire chapter from Song of Songs. And it's like, your garden, my beloved, is a paradise. It's like <laughs> all your, of this poetic your language. Your
1: breasts are two fawns on a hill. Right. It's yeah. like,
0: your teeth. Sc- your teeth are like rams in a line or whatever. It's a sheep on a hill. Like sheep? Yes. I don't remember what it says. Like but
1: goats lined up.
0: It up. really is like a flock of goats all lined up. Yeah, you yeah. Go, Why? Isn't it? Yeah, it and is. I think that's
1: it it. Is. And he
0: posts this seriously thinking that we're all going to go, oh. oh my gosh! And I Not in front of the children! I asked that guy, Okay, when given the choice between talking about gardens and reading this... Mm-hmm this passage. And then you quoted it again. And I quoted it again. Because And he didn't he didn't want to answer that. But I was like, seriously? Like, are you serious right now?
1: Well, I think that there is possibly possibly some material to be dredged out of the concept of, you know, these people are seriously putting forth, Oh yeah, well if you're worried about porn, what about in the Bible? And there's one passage that they quote which is taken out of context, is from Ezekiel.
0: Uh-huh. I know the one.
1: You know the one. And I know the
0: one because when I was in high school, actually middle school, our youth minister said, there are some passages in the Bible that I wouldn't necessarily read out loud at youth group, and if right. any of you can find and the And here verse- they are. No, no. No, he made it a scavenger hunt. He was like, if no. any of you find the verse that I'm talking about, you can quote the, the reference, if you can give me the reference, then I'll give you a candy bar.
1: Uh-huh. Did do, you do it? Go, go and find, find-
0: it? I did not, but one of the members of my... You know group of did. your
1: intrepid group yeah
0: of one of my friends did he said actually there's two of them and so I think it was the song of Solomon breasts are like twin fawns quote was one and then well the that one, one
1: is tame compared to the one in Ezekiel yes but Ezekiel is it's uh, it's not about what they think it's about yeah um but anyway so that's the only verse that they know
2: I I would contend that as a man who has lusted before, I've never thought, you know what, I need some Song of Solomon right now. There, that's where I went with this guy.
1: It's like, oh dude, you mean you never snuck a Bible into class at school just for the hot parts?
0: People no. have got like people have got like a Bible in front of them and then a penthouse behind it to cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> like this kid in school.
1: They wrapped they wrapped the Bible or, in a pet house so that they don't get caught. They wrapped
0: with... it in this flamer book, the book that's like the LGBT book that I was quoting. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, I, that's what I told him, and every he'd come back. and like, "You just being sarcastic." It's like, "No, I remember, man. Me and my me and my bros were in the back of the room. Teacher'd come around, we'd hide the Bible and pull it out again." <laughs> And it would just get us all fired up.
0: We tear out pages of the Bible and stick them up on our wall when we're deployed. (laughs) I
1: said that too. I said you didn't tear out pages from Song of Solomon and put them up in your locker. We did.
0: Send them to the lonely soldiers overseas. Man, they
1: could—they could not keep us from flipping through that Bible every chance we. Are you
0: kids looking through the Bible again? Is that Song of Solomon?
1: Well. No, it's Ezekiel.
0: What? Here's the other thing that Christian parents need to be aware of: song, 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 (laughs) song. Christian Christian parents who don't read this filth regularly, like I do, right? (laughs) I really, like, I really do go seeking, you know, the most devastating and destructive stuff because I want to be able to to talk authoritatively about it. And uh, yeah, and so what they might not know is that it's not just. Sexually explicit stuff like we're talking about um, drug use, like glorifying underage drinking. We're talking about like self-harm and suicidal ideation. Like we're talking about openly like all of the deepest, darkest, most hellish and spiritually destructive things that a person could possibly struggle with being like laid out in graphic detail to very suggestible Human beings,
1: mm-hmm. people who are trying to figure out where they stand on things and what yep. they believe and what's real and what's true, yeah. In their... I'm
2: honest. I don't. I don't know that waging war against what's in the libraries is the right move. Even like the whole institution is corrupt. Like,
0: well, but there's school libraries your kids from specifically, all
2: of it. right? Just pull them out. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, right. But I'm there's, also there's no
2: level of band-aiding it.
0: Right, I would agree with that. But I I also am thankful for it because I think that there are a lot of parents, a lot, a lot, a lot of them, who need something like this to motivate them. And so I'm glad that we have this example now that we can point to, multiple, like dozens and dozens. And then my friend Allison was on Facebook sharing all the news stories of drag shows that are being conducted at schools. (laughs) That that was fantastic. What's her
1: her name goes to... Lol, she's so she's so unlikable. You know, <laughs> there's the, who would take who would drag who who would take a child to a drag show? She put in quote it was something that I said in my in my comment. She right. pulled it out and said, You're "No just... one, there's no one taking children to drag shows." Yeah. And Allison goes, "Bang, bang, bang, bang." She <laughs> like eight of them, eight yeah. different references up in there.
0: Bang, bang, bang. Yep, and, in every state, like she yeah. was like, well, that just took me twenty seconds of googling.
1: <laughs> it didn't even take that long. It took me like four, four seconds. Children at drag shows, and I had pages of them.
0: Right. Well, and that it, specifically at school too. That's the other thing. Like everybody's right. in denial that it happens at it school. It doesn't happen
1: at school. Exactly. Who, There's no smut
0: in the libraries? This is the quote. Exactly who is promoting taking kindergartners to drag shows? It's exactly that kind of inflammatory language that so many Christians call you out on and yet you continue to post it. I realize you do this as a career, quote unquote. But not even you can think that it's what would Jesus would do. What Jesus would do. Why don't you stop quoting Stop quoting the Bible and start (laughs) living it it instead. Yeah, like you. So, uh, but what's that was one of the things that I was bringing up to Luke in the car on the way back from the gym is why is it you said she's very unlikable but she is really just like a symbolic representation of the dozens and dozens of other women and effeminate men who were quoting in. Posting yeah. to you They're Yeah, sweet.
1: she's just the most, she's useful because she's the most obvious. I right. mean, she's so she's deeply, so deeply unlikable. That it's like everything that she says, you kind of want to go, mm. It's
0: ick. Because, because she's, she self-identifies as a Christian, and she's a John Pavlovitz follower, so yes. she's everything that the John she Pavlovitz followers She went to John Pavlovitz's
1: page and outed me. And yeah. she John John Brandian and and linked back to me. And me. And and her. I, I had nothing to do with it. All
0: I did was, was pray out loud that God would give us all wisdom and the spirit that lives in her did not like that. But um
1: So I commented underneath her quote on John Pavlovich's page. I said, Let's see if you've got enough influence to get some people to come to your aid. And her response there was <laughs> I don't need people to come to my aid. What a sexist comment
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well all of this all of this has been very timely.
2: Everything you do is oppressing in some way.
1: Well, I'm a guy and she's a girl. so of course, I'm sexist. Everything I right. everything I do is going to be sexist. I'm
0: glad that you said that because what I'm trying to bring up is that Doug Wilson wrote an article this week um. Uh, on blog and may blog about the ladies who are easily or who are upset with him all the time. He called them the indigna ladies.
1: Yeah. But, and by the way, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to take, Doug's throne. I want more ladies upset with me than he has upset Well, but upset he has an him. actual... He's way out in front. He has but, an
0: actual group of ladies who are anonymously making up memes about him every...
1: Yeah, week. I know. I, I'm not saying so, it's going to be easy, but I'm saying it's a goal. Probably I probably fed. I've got a little time. <clears throat> He's got a few decades head start, but... Right. I think I can catch him. I am pretty offensive.
0: Right. Well, he wrote...
2: <laughs> you writing new blog posts using your most critical comment as yeah as the fodder for it is that's how you do it
1: that's right how there. you do it yeah thank you well here's <laughs> <coughs> here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking about I've already started uh, a new blog post and I need to I need to apologize to the people who uh, for saying that people who want to teach your children about sex are predators because that was a woefully narrow description of what a predator is (laughs) because it's more like what you were saying it's not just it's not just sex it's much bigger than that it's the entire world view Right. The predators are the people who want to harm children. And they harm children not just by teaching them about sex, but they harm them by poisoning them with humanism, uh, right. atheism, secularism, by, by telling them that there is no God well, and telling them that they can be whatever they back. want to be. That's, that, all of that is predatory. I
0: would push back a little bit because you said they want to harm children, and that's not actually true. They really do think they want to help children, but they are too stupid to do it. They are still impressionable children themselves. They were abused and preyed upon as children themselves. And so now they're just carrying on the views that they were taught. When but you, you would agree
1: that the, that the definition of predator needs to be expanded. Yeah,
0: what I'm saying is that they need to, yes, the women especially who are teachers or social workers or nurses or they're in these caregiving fields, they've made them their career, they get told all the time how awesome and amazing and heroic they are. And that needs to stop immediately. They need to be told what the church used to be responsible for telling women, which is your busybodies, your gossips, and you're taking over where you do not belong. You're trying to save the world because you've got to save your complex. You think that what you're, you think you can do the most good in the world by butting in and being the mom, but without the, without the responsibility of the mom because when a kid falls out the other end of 12th grade, in the school system, those teachers kind of wring their hands and go, well, there was not much we could do because he has a hard home life, you know, his parents... It comes from a dysfunctional family. But it's like, no, sorry, mommy. You wanted to be in charge this whole time. You wanted to make all the decisions. You wanted to jump in and decide what books they could read, what after-school activities they should be involved with. you're the
1: professional. You wanted You've to been go trained. testify
0: in court with all of your, yes, ex- experience and You've all your advice. Trained. You wanted to jump in on every social media thread in the country because you're a teacher. And so you have the final set. You get the trump card and every dialogue. Well, with all of that comes the responsibility when the kids are screwed up, when they're suicidal and they're addicted to drugs and they're self-harming and all of these things. That's your fault, government mommies who wanted to take over and think that they could fix these kids, and you haven't. And so their issues are now your fault. You did this with the best of intentions, but somebody once said the best—the road to hell is paved with good intentions.
1: What if we have... Uh, Luke, what if we have Mandy write some of my blog posts? Uh, I'll sign my name to them, and, and so that everybody will think that I wrote them. That will help me catch Doug faster, won't it?
2: <laughs> I think if there's anyone can who you could imagine upset yeah. women faster than you, it would be her. Uh huh. That's what I'm, that's my point. My yeah. point is that
1: that no, but you would that actually, is much harsher than anything that I would have written. Yeah,
0: right. I, but you would actually have to put my name on it, though, in order for them to be the most upset
1: to have any teeth. Right? Yeah,
0: because. Because they don't get to use they all of their favorite arguments. They would just dismiss me as right. a toxic male. Right. Yeah. Right. So.
2: I, I read recently that worldly women, they see a woman who is pure, who is innocent, who is righteous, and there's something in them that hates it. And yeah. they, have, they have this deep desire to corrupt it mm-hmm. because they know that they can't live up to that. And so they want to bring those women down. And that is why you, they, I think mean, Proverbs that talks about lying in wait and all that but it, women do that right and I, I wonder if it they don't also see that innocence in children and there's just this desire to make them corrupt it's, as well it is
0: not it's not a desire to corrupt in most cases that's why I liked in Doug's article he said something about Athaliah in the Bible who was a murderer and a horrible queen I mean if you've heard of Jezebel you should have heard of Athaliah they were actually related I think and they were just terrible mm-hmm. and um, he says Athaliah may have started out as an abuse victim counselor or something, but she ended up (laughs) killing all of the priests, you know. And I just thought that was such a great line because Doug understands that the way that this starts with women is not this, like, conquering, um, vicious, like, chest-thumping. It's not a desire to go out into the world and conquer
1: Their, Their intentions are always good. Nobody... Yes, Lewis says that nobody does evil for evil's sake. They right. always do evil because they're trying to do something good and right. noble, and but it just goes. It has sideways. literally
0: never even been suggested to these women that maybe all of their um, all of their coy innocence playing, all of the all of the times that they insist that they did stuff for the right reasons, does still still does not excuse poor behavior or behavior that they would recognize as poor if another person did it specifically women do not want to be told that they don't have control or power over their own children but these same women these mothers who are also teachers have no problem standing up and saying yeah, so i would do I a better take job control of yep. your children i would do a better right. job than you they would be livid if somebody else did that to them, but because they've got a college degree of some sort or another, they think it gives them license to be what they would hate another person being to them.
1: Well, you can tell you can tell that that's a sore spot for them because that's what they fire at me all the time. I get the whole... I hope you don't have access to children. Stay away from children. Please don't try to right. teach children. Again, that's that gets thrown at me every but, day.
0: But I tried to uh, reason with a person who was saying she's a homeschool mom. She was saying she, her heart just goes out for the to the kids who don't have great families, and you know what about them? And right. I tried to say to her, I understand. As a fellow educator with a family full of educators who sees the same kinds of problems in the world that you see, I understand. However, the temptation to take over in another person's fear, which is not our family to mess with, is strong. And we women need to be careful about this. I said it just like that. And I was saying we, and I was including myself, and she lost it on me. I mean, she went psychotic on me saying I was just bitter and hateful. And I obviously had no experience with teachers because every single teacher she's ever met is a perfect angel. And nobody should ever criticize teachers because they're so amazing. And I was like, look, I understand this is hard for you because as a person who's around educators all the time, (laughs) I know how very, very rarely you ever hear any sort of criticism at all. I know that it's hard. But that's all the more reason it needs to be done because you're out there going crazy, getting too big for your britches with egos the size of the galaxy. And somebody needs to take you down a peg because what you're doing is taking over a parent's job. That's not a good guy thing. That's predatory, which is the point that you were trying to make and mm-hmm. hearing it in those terms has never been done they they've never heard anything except thank you for doing the hardest job on earth because you're a literal saint and you're everything you do you fart rainbows you know
1: i think that <laughs> i think that the point that you raised about about teachers and to a certain extent government employees yeah. um, are just given full trust Right, you know, teachers more so, but but it was like this is why the government needs to step in, and it's like, why do you think the government is going to be better? Right, because well, because they just don't. <laughs>
0: this, they don't have an answer for that. Well, this
2: hit me. Well, there's no higher appeal because the right. state is God, the government's God.
1: When you're a humanist, right? But this this actually hit me 12 or 15 years ago. I was having a conversation with a person who is not a Christian person, friend of mine. And he was saying, well, the, the rich people, you know, the government's <laughs> got to come in and take the rich people's money. And I said, why? He said, because because the rich people are, won't do the right things with it. Rich people don't do the right things with their money. And I said, well, how do you know the government's going to do the right thing? It, the, they're people too. Most of them yeah. are rich people. <laughs> that's,
0: where, <laughs> that's the part where you lost
1: him. Yeah. Wait, government is made up of p- p- people? Well, he, it, it, it was like... Yeah, he didn't really have an answer to that, but then but the funny thing about it is these people they they just go on Right, and, and they're okay with not, not having an answer. It's like right. everything. You, do you understand that the whole thing that you were just saying has hit a wall now and has been shattered no. into a million pieces? It's like, eh, it cool. But he's going to go in and say the same thing again. No. He'll say the same thing to the next person. The government needs to come in and take people's money. Yep. It's like he'll you know, f- completely forget that.
0: Do you know why
1: that it's that it's over? That the the argument is is now dead.
0: Right. Do you know why they don't know when an argument's dead? Because of their education. Because <laughs> they were taught badly at
1: school. Well, this is an older guy. This oh, is yeah. a guy who...
0: How who long was... do you think this has been going on? I re- I'm rereading Abolition of Man because I'm almost finished with that hideous strength. By the way, I'm as big of a fan now as everybody in Moscow is <laughs> about those two <laughs> books. Every, I've, I'm rereading Abolition of Man, and the first time I read it, I told Carl about it, and you may recall, I was like, it's kind of hurting my head a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I keep having to pause and go back, but now that I have the two together... The nonfiction and the fiction where where C.S. Lewis fleshes out the character that he imagines being a poorly educated person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now it's clicking now a lot follow. better. So I can go back and read the nonfiction again and it's all kind of coming together. And I was reading chunks of it to Luke last night and and it started in the like what 40s? Is that when he wrote it? Or 50s maybe, if it was some of his later stuff. Mm-hmm. But but he was complaining about a textbook that if you were to read it, you would probably not think it was that big of a deal. Even me and you, you know, people who have actually been paying attention probably would go. People who
1: are critical of everything first. And then we, (laughs) we, we hate whatever it is until it proves to us that it's not worthy of loathing.
0: Well, we would look at this text that he pulled out of the textbook and be like, okay, I can see it. Like the guy, the textbook people are wrong, but he took a long time to piece his argument together and to pull apart what they had said in this textbook, but he was very passionate about it. He was like, this is going to destroy the, the entire like sensibility, the human sensibilities, you know, it's going to destroy humanity. If you take this out to its logical conclusion, Children, young schoolboys, will no longer know what's good and lovely and true, and they will just think everything's relative, and they will, I'm very much paraphrasing, but he says it in much more intelligent terms, but he says this, and you kind of, you're following him, I mean, he makes the argument, but you're also, if you go back and just read the textbook alone, you would very easily miss it. Why? Because we've all been educated as badly as C. S. Lewis was worried we would be. Right. And so now you've got the average schoolboy who can't even read The Abolition of Man by C. S. Lewis because they're too stupid. They've never been taught. Right. And their passions are leading or their uh their sensibilities have been destroyed, exactly like C. S. Lewis said they would be.
1: Right. It <laughs> that was when it first that was when it first hit me. Before before all of the rest of this stuff came crashing down, uh, it, w- it was like, oh, th- this is a person who has just just a presuppositional right. bias towards government good. Right. Government government will save. Government will uh, rich people bad. Government protect good. Right, and it's like, yeah, why would you assume that? But but now we're doing it with with everything. Every our our political parties you know if you're on the left if you're on the left you're a good person you care about poor people you care about you're, you're going to take care of the children. you want children educated you want them protected from predators but this is stuff on the left but if you're on the right
0: right
1: you know and it's like yeah not none of what you're saying is anything other than bias right. it's, it's not thought out it's not okay it's not connected to any but truth that's
0: the thing that they were being taught in these english schools in these textbooks that c.s lewis was worried about they were taught by the english authors the authors of the english textbook that saying words is not actually saying anything objective about the waterfall that you think you're describing or the cruise that you're describing going on or you know anything else saying words is really just saying how you feel all the time. Right. That's what they were being taught. Right. And again, if you were to read that quote, you might go, "Okay, I don't agree with that," but at the same time, I don't think it, I don't see how it's that big of a deal. Well, it's a big stinking deal because
1: because you've erased objective truth.
0: Yes, because it's the first step toward relativity, and right. then everything falls apart. And so he actually describes that there's two different ways that you can really have a be destroyed with that, if you internalize that without even having realized that you internalized it. Because they just talk about it in this textbook as if it's fact. And then they also suggest that just your your feelings, not only is everything just an expression of your feelings, but also your feelings don't really matter that much. And so having having expressions of joy or having expressions of sadness are really just two sides of the same, you know, chemical reactive coin, mm-hmm. it's, it's not really, it, none of it means anything. Right. And so now you've well, got, we're people. there. Yes. <laughs> we're I, saw, I saw a
2: shirt today that said feelings don't care about your facts. <laughs> and I thought that is true. That's so true. <laughs> that is what they're being <laughs> taught.
1: The uh, the opposite is true. Feelings don't care about your facts. That is fair. And here we are. What's wrong with society?
0: That's fair. But what I was saying was, C.S. Lewis says that you can either become a trousered ape which is essentially, you know, little more than an impulsive animal that walks around with clothes on. Mm-hmm. And those are, those tend to be the useful idiots that we find. The, the victims of a really terrible education, the ones mm-hmm. who are, are very, very dumb. They're just brutes. But you also have people who end up growing up and becoming the academics who are writing tomorrow's textbooks. And they think they're above, you know, all of this. They think they've, they've got it all figured out and they do see what's going on. And they think that that's, that that's, the right path to take, like they think that this is a good direction. Generally, destroying religion um, or d- destroying traditional religion and objective truth and all of that is actually the right and intelligent thing to do because they've risen above. Right, you know. Well, all of talk that. about the
2: different <clears throat> being tuned to to different things. That was what I found most fascinating that you were talking about with C.S. Lewis. Is that Christians? We are we have tuned our instruments to be able to pick up.
0: Liars. He's. He said we are like liars.
2: Being an instrument. But
0: actually, yes. But like actually.
2: L-Y-R-E.
0: Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I saw the word in my head but forgot that it was probably going to sound yeah. different. Um, Paraphrase
2: I, that because I thought that that was.
0: Well, I don't cool. remember what. I don't remember which part that was. Oh, you're useless. Because um, he was actually. That wasn't him. He was quoting. Um, he was quoting another poet on that. It was basically, I think it was um, Percy by Shelley, who said that we could just be tuned according to like like a stringed instrument. You know, basically education is just is just tuning your lyre, your strings on your stringed instrument, and you can you know you're moldable and changeable and things like that. Um, and C.S. Lewis somewhat agreed with that, but what he was saying was that the only good education is one that where we are tuned into our creator, basically we're tuned into objective t- truth. He hasn't gotten to that part in the book yet, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to search in the in the book.
1: Well, it was, it was interesting to me that all these people um, were, were pushing back at me about predators, you know, cause I was talking about what a predator is. And I, I believe that, the fact that I am a Christian person and have identified as a Christian person have been openly writing from a Christian perspective for long enough now that a lot of these people know you know where I'm coming from and so just that just me saying hey predators are bad was enough to make them go whoa and and they push back at me not because They're pro predator, right? But because they're anti Christian, because they hate you, and so they want—they're going to argue with me if I say, "Well, here's what a predator is." That's not what a president—a predator is, you right-wing religious fanatic. I think it's like, "Why are you arguing with me? Are you pro predator?" I didn't say that.
2: It's the gospel sounds like foolishness to those who are perishing, and I think that when you speak truth, it sounds out of tune to those who have no idea what true tune sounds like. I mean, you don't sound like they're.
0: You have not been tuned the same way. Yeah. Your liars have not been tuned the same way. And that's what I keep trying to explain to them.
1: But every one of them, every one of them, if you were to ask them if they are pro predator, they will say, of course not. Children need to be protected from predators. Then it's like, then why are you arguing with me? Why are, why are you so mad at me? for what I wrote, because I didn't write anything. I didn't give any cover. In fact, my last post was specifically named the clergy and all uh, pastors, priests, ministers, prophets, you know, any any word that you want to assign, any label that you want to wear. That does not give you cover to be a predator. Right. I'm not standing here and saying church people are exempt from predator. Why are you fighting with me? Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. If you're anti-predator and if you're trying to protect kids yeah somebody posted
2: just a bible just plain bible Mm -hmm. verse no commentary it was the titus what three where he talks about um don't don't be quarrelsome don't be divisive don't argue over Mm -hmm. the law etc and that was it that was that was the post Mm -hmm. and then just comment after comment of context and then other verses trying to contradict it, like all he did was post the verse. Can we just agree that hey, this is good, this is a verse? Right. No, they couldn't leave it alone. Right. And so, yeah, you're gonna, you can't, you're not gonna get agreement on anything.
0: Right. Well, I found I found the liar quote. <laughs> if anybody is interested in it, but <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It, it does take it does take a little bit of backing up because originally the the quote that the textbook was. disagreeing with was a Coleridge quote. Coleridge had written um, about two tourists who were both trying to describe a waterfall and one of them said it was sublime and the other said it was just pretty. And then he made the argument that it was actually objectively sublime and pretty wasn't good enough because it was just that magnificent and there was only one way you could possibly describe it and it would be sublime. (laughs) Right? Which I love. I, I mean, like guys like that. I love it. But, well, that's I like that's guys from, who go. Nope. That's like a hundred, you know, right. hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah. C.S. Lewis's yeah. whole point was that was that was the debate. It wasn't right. It wasn't a debate about whether there is such thing as a waterfall. Right. Like it was actually, is it beautiful or is it lovely or is it sublime? You know. Right. And so um, C.S. Lewis writes later on. He says. The reason why Coleridge agreed with the tourist who called the cataract sublime and disagreed with the one who called it pretty was, of course, he believed inanimate nature to be such that certain responses could be more just or more ordinate or more appropriate to it than others. And he believed, correctly, that the tourists thought the same. The tourists also thought that there was such thing as objective truth about beauty. And then he says the man who called the cataract sublime was not intending simply to describe his own emotions about it. He was also claiming that the object was one which merited those emotions. But for this claim, there would be nothing to agree or disagree about. To disagree with this is pretty, if those words simply described the lady's feelings, would be absurd, because if she had said, I feel sick, Coleridge would hardly have replied, no, I feel quite well. Thank you. <laughs> when Shelley, this is the part Luke liked, when Shelley, having compared the human sensibility to an Aeolian lyre, goes on to add that it differs from a liar in having a power of internal adjustment, whereby it can accommodate its chords to the motions of that which strikes them, he's assuming the same belief. So again, C.S. Lewis agreed that we are kind of like instruments in this way. And then, uh, I don't know how to pronounce Traherne. Can you be righteous, asks Traherne, unless you be just, just in rendering to things their due esteem. All things were made to be yours, and you were made to prize them according to their value. So the idea there is that all education is really about trying to help the pupil learn how to esteem things correctly.
1: That okay. is so sublime. It is a sublime passage. We should hate me.
0: things that God hates. We should love things that God loves. That's what is what an interesting? Is.
1: What What's interesting also in in that is the idea that words matter a whole lot.
0: A lot because Can
2: I they tell you what Conversation idea. I had with Silas a few minutes ago.
0: Oh yeah, I haven't <laughs> so, heard this yet, Carl. Our young, our five year old. This is real time.
2: I wonder what Coolidge would
1: think of this. Silas says something almost every day. I that said, that,
2: Silas, do you want cheese on your hamburger? and he said no i want it in it
0: <laughs> and then the other day <laughs> which
2: means he wanted it under the bun like normal right, right.
0: he doesn't want it on top, <laughs> right it on the bun- top right. of the bun he doesn't want it on
2: top of the bun he says words Luke matter says a to lot him the silence. other day
0: he says do you want half a sandwich and he goes yes, yes. and i also want the other half <laughs> so
1: so you said that to Cammy, and she goes, he just means he wants it cut in half. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, she speaks his language. Technically, I think that's more specific. I mean, I think uh-huh. he actually did a better job yeah. saying what he wanted. The that if you, in the
2: hamburger is more specific If as he well. had said yeah. a
0: whole, if he had said he wanted a whole sandwich, you would have given him a whole uncut sandwich, right. and he wanted two halves. He
1: wanted, so, I, yes, I want half a sandwich. I don't have a problem and with that. And I it. want the other half. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah words matter they and do we are on the front line of that battle yeah
1: we are uh and uh, and thanks for being on the podcast no problem Luke. i got some song of solomon to get to all right <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna leave
0: thanks for visiting the comedian's house if you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also, email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.